0: start the show, or are you once again going to disappoint me and tell me that I should go?
1: John, I am here now, well I was here before, but now I can record so people can hear what i got to say, hopefully.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully Sam will drop that on the editing floor. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, How are you, sir? Well, I'm Dandy Scotty, you know, uh, I've been uh, becoming familiar and intimate uh, with... (laughs) with Swift UI lists um, because I've been working on something that is, you know, I I got ahead of myself on a project. I'm a little bit further ahead uh, than I expected to be. So I wanted to work on something um, uh, a little bit fun that basically revisits an idea from a hack day project a long time ago. Um, and uh, since I'm now doing it all in SwiftUI, I'm trying to kind of get in the groove of things in my ongoing effort to get better at it. And it, I find that you basically have to forget everything you thought, <laughs> everything that every approach you would take using UIKit and realizing that uh, it's designed to to have as minimal a set of interactions as you can possibly get away with, and you have to build up your knowledge from the very beginning.
1: I think that's a fair statement. I mean, I've also been playing with SwiftUI lists for other reasons uh this week probably nowhere near as complicated as is you are i mean i think yeah uh views within views within views within views and just don't worry about layering as much as you can and then once you make everything as simple as possible it seems to just work whereas if you try and make something big and complicated with loads of bits in it it
0: seems to not work yeah indeed well, that's the end of the show. No, thanks um, Let's move on. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I want to dig into it a little bit. Like, for instance, a common thing that you may have in a list is you might have something akin to a cell. I mean, it's like, again, you know, I'm not trying to replicate what I would do with a collection view in a cell and so forth. But functionally, you still have kind of a, a list, an outer thing that kind of gets the data source and then for each item in that that list you basically initialize some other view where you pass it, the, the, the entity, the object with the struct, whatever it is that you're using to populate that. Um, and I've also gotten into the the pattern of just passing along a delegate, a delegate so that, you know, when you have like a button or something that, that or, you know, tap or otherwise select the, the entire row, you know, that it will then pass that information along to whoever cares. Um, and so, you know, it comes time to to making things look proper. And you know, a common thing that you do, if say I've got some text which I would like to deliver somewhere, and then you say, oh, great, well I can't show text unless I have a UI label. So you put a UI label on there, and you kind of you know set up the constraints for it so it lives where it needs to, and you kind of think about putting the container there, and uh, then setting the, the the layout properties of of the of the container itself does the trick. Whereas SwiftUI, as you know, just has a text, and I never really thought much about it. I remember when I first saw it, it's like, well, why does it not say text label something? Now I kind of understand that that text is really just, you have to think about a SwiftUI text, you know, uh, component as as if you were just, you know, drawing text directly, and you're responsible for setting everything about it, you know, the the, the line behavior. But the other thing, too, is that, you know, when I would set it out, and it's like, why is it so inconsistent in each cell? Like, this one starts over there, and then I realize that it's just... Literally sizing itself as needed to be able to draw. And if you don't set up the alignment properly using a frame, you're not going to have good results. Um, and so I thought about that. It's like, well, that seems weird. But then on the other hand, I suppose that it just makes it completely consistent with everything else. It's like, you know, um, I don't know. I've, I've now come to appreciate the Zen like uh, simplicity of, of Swift UI uh i'm not sure i'm
1: prepared to go as far as saying zen like simplicity <laughs> uh but i think it, i think i think you gave the key before it's about you have it's, you have to think swift ui not ui kit or even more so uh you know not think app kit and, and just let it do its thing basically um mm-hmm. and if it doesn't do what you want it to do you, you, um Yep you really just have to accept that you either got to drop back to UI kit or um have it look something different to
0: what you wanted to do in the first place right so yeah and how is how has your week been going Scotty?
1: well john i'm a man with a cold which basically means um you know everyone in my <laughs>
0: it means that you're like on your deathbed
1: <laughs> everyone in my family and friends around me have to be providing the utmost quality health care and you know just to ensure that i make it through the night um, so there, Poor dear. There we are. Um, yeah i'm 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 one of these people that yeah, when I get a cold, yeah, you obviously feel a bit physically lazy, but it does affect my thinking. I find it quite hard to think. Um, some people say I find it quite hard to think at the best of times, but it does. Mm-hmm. You know, it slows my thinking down, would say. And and uh, so so as just as last week, I'm still doing a whole bunch of banking stuff, which means I've got uh, the parts back end. I've got two of my own, you know, Swift Vapor servers, and then the front end, and just. You know, in my mind, when I have a cold, trying to keep track of four moving parts at the same time has been quite difficult. Is all I can say, um, but I have made progress. So um, it's just now I the more I use vapor, the more I'm happy with it. Although i'm going to be very clear here i'm using it on such a minimal level um yeah i'm not using any database access or anything like that so i don't have to integrate with any of those things and again using swift ui for the um uh for for, for the displaying of things codable just makes life easy everywhere um so yeah it's uh, and you know in my whole setup there is possibly about a hundred lines of javascript which makes me happy as far as i'm saying as a hundred lines too many uh, <laughs> i was about to but, say that <laughs> but um from where i was before where I, had, I was hundreds and hundreds of lines of javascript to try and make this this work is it was uh there so it's um uh yeah doubt, you know uh, the, the trouble is when you're deploying a new client a new back end and two servers inter, inter, intermediate servers that sit in the middle um it's all great when it's all running on your machine uh I now have sub- the servers i think I said last week will now also run on Heroku so I can you know i i stick them out there for certain testing but this is one of those ones that you know when it gets out into the wild um that uh, you interestingly you know it, it's yeah, having having a beta test, and you well know this. I mean, obviously, because yeah, you you work with servers and all But having a, a a test of things and whatever else is a bit more difficult. I guess you already know that your servers are at scale and all that type of thing. Yes, you don't want to break them. You want to make sure things aren't doing it. But yeah, these are first time deployments for us. We have no no idea if our servers will stay up and be stable, or whether they'll be crashing all the time and we'll be constantly spending our time getting them up and stuff like that so it's an interesting putting stuff out for the first time is uh um interesting and should we say mm, i'm not gonna say scary it's not scary unknown maybe mm. yeah so but we'll see but we're a little way off that that's not gonna happen until the new year so it's um yeah i can just sit here and
0: pretend i'm writing everything perfectly right now <laughs> Uh, it's always helpful to have one, you know, one's own own delusions. They're very comfortable, aren't they? They are. They are.
1: Uh but they it's just, you know, it, it all says, Oh yeah, you're just gonna use a third party API and do this. We're introducing so many new moving parts to to uh Moneywell. So for example, um you know, we sync uh um uh MoneyWell budgets, You can and you can share something we introduced a few months ago, or however long ago it was, I lose struck a time Is you know, you can share the syncing of those budgets. Initially, when MoneyWell syncing came out back in April, you could only um, sync across a single iCloud account. A couple of months ago, however long it was, we added the ability to sync across iCloud accounts. So, you know, I could, you know, People, if they wanted to share their budget with their wife or significant other, would have to before log into the same iCloud account. Whereas now they can set it up to be in their own iCloud accounts, and syncing still works between them. But of course, because you sync your budget with someone, doesn't mean you want to give them access to your bank accounts to keep that budget up to date with people. So you know you you're having to. We're not just having to keep whole sets of data somewhere else, but you equally want your accounts. If you have money where well yourself on multiple devices, you want to be able to have the bank accounts and all of them and, and update them. You just don't want someone else to. So it, it just adds, you know, every time you add another piece, you add like three new options or three new cases to deal with. And, you know, we're dealing with people's, not just now, people's financial data of, oh, you spent this much on coffee. We're now actually dealing with this has access to your bank account um so you know we have to be pretty careful that we don't
0: have loopholes Well, Scotty, um, can we switch the conversation to something else? Can we switch the conversation to you? Is that what you're saying, John? Of course we can. No, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's going to be back to you because I'm going. <laughs> this is this is the segment of where we say ask Scotty a question. And oh, hope okay. He doesn't say no, I have no idea about that. So. Well,
1: I probably am going to, but you can ask me the question anyway because it, it, it's.
0: Uh, let's see how it goes. Well, have you have you implemented in app purchases in any app that you've done before?
1: Uh yes, uh, Moneywell is an in-app purchase. Uh, That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, it's a subscription in-app purchase. Um, and
0: we um uh use Revenue Cat. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the reason I was asking is because you know I was uh, blathering on about how much I've enjoyed uh, using Find My Snap, and that is uh, using in-app purchases. And I was had occasion to fly, and I thought that would be the perfect time for me to sit there and go traipsing through my photos. But then, while I'm in airplane mode, it thought that I hadn't purchased it, and I was so sad. So I, I sent a bug report, and, and they'll be working on it. And 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 I'm you know I'm sure it's it's simple-ish enough. But that's what made me wonder is like, does in app purchase, like when you do it, it basically says, okay, yeah, your purchase, you're good. And presumably, especially if it's a subscription, um you know, you should be able to find out that the subscription, you know, lasts until day X and that you're gonna trust, you know, your local time service, even if you're not network connected, to be able to say, you know, is it safe for me to, to count that? Like in other words, why would you need a, a network connection to be able to determine if the the license, the subscription license was valid unless there's some service that Apple provides you that I was not aware of? Do you know what? I'm I'm not sure. I'm going to put one here. It's a long time ago now.
1: I'm not sure what happens if we try to run money well without a, a network connection to check on the subscription. I'll have to try it. I, I think we, I think we cope with it. I think Revenue Cat, um <clears throat> keeps a local cache, um, which it uses if it has no network connection, based on your last um, uh, your last check. Um, uh, which will keep you in subscription if you had a subscription it was in in mode, but if you it obviously won't necessarily pick up that you've cancelled if you haven't got a connection but i'm i'm going right. to am te- going to have to test test that now and 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 see what it does I'm pretty sure we tested it at the time and covered it, but you've just raised a um <laughs> a, a, a question mark but again yeah we we chose to use revenue cat uh yeah this stuff is always done by apple in such a way that it's almost incomprehensible to anybody Uh, um i mean it it is getting better but um you know the the view is that you know revenue cat they spend their entire time just worrying about how you handle subscriptions and um they're very much obviously focused on the ios and the and the mac os community i know they do others but it's so it's um you know it's it's worth paying them the few pennies that it costs to use them to have this stuff up to date and used uh, and it's hard enough even doing it with you know someone else providing you the sdk when i say hard you know it's fiddly enough uh so without doing it yourself so there we are
0: interesting yeah well that's good to know i think it's just more part and parcel of uh being a good citizen like you know i i i, I am really still very much enjoying this app and i'm enjoying it you know for the sake of enjoying it, but I'm also enjoying the the, the 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 thought of being able to be helpful to somebody and kind of paying forward a, a bunch because I, I know that you have like your super testers who help you find things, you know, that's easy for them to find. You hadn't thought about it. You know, and it's a nice thing to do. Um, and then at the point where you know this is a, a first version, whatever I guess by now they may have had one or two point releases to fix bugs, but they are getting at the point where I'm sure they worked on this quite a bit and wanting it to go out into the world. And then you 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 know try to think about. You know which is the version that you use to start telling the world because you release a 1.0 version and inevitably you're going to forget something or hadn't thought about something, whatever, you know, so you have to have one or two point releases till you think, yeah, you've caught all the things that, that you hadn't thought about. You're aching to add new features, but you got to sell the product that you have today and, and then you want to tell the world about it. And so I guess I'm at the point in, in my, in my evangelization, whatever uh, journey for this app that I will be getting back to them and saying, okay, now, now do you want to start up the hype train a little bit or, or not um so yeah
1: anyway. it's it's i mean i was thinking about this this morning uh, actually because you know we have fallen into the you know the the small indie company developer trap ourselves that uh you know we always said that we couldn't really promote money well without syncing working because it always used to work uh, and it doesn't now work and therefore you know money well was an engineering project and if people bought it they bought it but we couldn't really promote it and sell it until it had syncing in there and we put syncing in we did our app store release that was back in april this year so i know not that long ago. Um, And, yeah, I'm perfectly blunt, you know, we've almost immediately moved on to doing um, some more engineering stuff that we think are good features it needs. And we've done zero marketing and zero Mm. promotion. Um, um we can always argue as engineers, yeah, but don't really want to sell it with that bug in it, do we? Or yeah, that bit doesn't really work very well. And part of it was we started to produce some sort of onboarding videos, and during onboarding, we found a whole bunch of things that we said, "Well, we shouldn't really work that way, should it? It's not easy to explain." And and you know, we we have limited resources, so I totally get we don't want to produce a whole bunch of onboarding, go fix a whole bunch of issues, and then have to redo the onboarding because it's um, you know. We, the problems we discovered but at the same time I'm pretty convinced if we weren't careful we could spend the rest of our life just saying this this and this and never really pushing it Um the trouble is we know the problems the people buying the app don't know the problems and, I, and I'm not being callous about that there are apps that I buy and use what I'm sure the developers think there are parts of like that where, you know there'd be dragons and no one should go there but I don't know and I don't care and it doesn't hit me because it's not a part of the app I use type of thing so yeah we need to definitely twenty twenty four for us needs to be a a period of um learning how to sell software, not just how to write software i think, <laughs> yeah otherwise the tractor might run out of diesel that is totally true that is totally true, and now that we can no longer use red diesel we yeah in our tractors we yeah we that's an important thing.
0: You probably have no no idea what that context I no was. I was about to ask. I do, but <laughs> I'm sure our listener would love to know what the hell uh,
1: In is. Britain until... I mean, we still have it to a certain extent. Um... In Britain, we have two types of diesel. We have normal diesel and red diesel. And red diesel is uh, normal diesel with a red dye in it. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's uh, tax-free or not tax-free. It has far lower taxes on it. And it only can be used in agricultural machines. So you're not allowed to put it in your car or anything else. Um, and, but there was a whole bunch of exceptions. So like if you hired a plant for building sites, you know, to do digging, they could use, you know, agricultural diesel, whereas over the past few years, it's not been allowed it really is now, I think, just tractors that run on red diesel.
0: Anyway, that is a totally useless piece of information to almost anybody uh, listening know, to this certain, podcast. <laughs> I'm quite certain that will one day save my life. But. Well, the thing is, if you're caught
1: with red diesel in your tanks, you they can tell it's red diesel because it's red, uh, you know, you get fined quite heavily. So just going back to subscriptions for a moment, um, we are obviously working on banking Yeah, here. And banking has a cost to us because we have to use an aggregator. Um, every bank connection will cost us money. And therefore, to offer this as a feature, um, we, um, we need to you know charge money for banking. But we also, you know, we could just say, well, money well includes banking and we put the price up. Probably won't do that because not everyone wants you know not everyone wants to use connected banking, some people just because they like putting stuff in themselves and some people just don't want the idea of any connection anyone having connection to their finances of any form at all, which is also understandable. So we then get into the, okay, so you're going to charge for banking. You know, Moneywell's already a subscription. Do you have a banking subscription on top of your normal subscription? Do we now have two versions of Moneywell, one with banking and one without banking that are different prices? So we have, we're have. we going to be getting into the new year back into all this, um, you know, um, you know, pricing and multiple subscriptions, of course you can't, I'm not even sure if you can have multiple subscriptions, but if you have an in-app purchase for, you know, a banking subscription that is, uh, you know, a year, but you've only got three months left on your Moneywell annual subscription, how's that going to work? Equally, probably a more valid case is somebody might want to buy a one-year subscription to Moneywell, but they want to pay for banking monthly because they're not sure how much they'll use it or not use it, so they're just going to, you know, have a monthly subscription to banking and, 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 you know, take it up and turn it off as as, as they want to. So, yeah, just expect, um, you know, I don't know, you know, again, if people out there have any thoughts on this or the way it works, whether it's a developer or whether it's a user. As a user, there's no such thing as the right way because every user wants it differently, Um, you know. We start with those who just don't want subscriptions in the first place. Um, so, yeah, so uh, just to expect over the next few weeks, I'm going to be swearing about the way subscriptions work or don't work or the options. And, you know, I think of the support when well, my banking's not working. Yeah, but that's because your banking subscription is run out. Well, it says I've subscribed until I know that's your money while subscription. Yeah, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, that that raises a question I've always had. Like, you know, you've talked at various points about support and how you're kept far away from the customers for good reason. And the, the calming demeanor is—is it, is it Sam or Tat Mancock Who's the, uh,
1: Sam? You know, the Sam, comp- Sam is our front line support person. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he he deals with them, and then he creates what he calls the Scotty list, um, <laughs> which are people that he would wish I would do support for, and he doesn't care anymore about my abrupt style. <laughs> <laughs> The list is now, growing. The list is growing. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: good. <laughs> and are these? Are these? I mean, I assume that the majority of your customers are. Are is it in the United States? I mean, it was originally an American. Product, yes, I would. No?
1: I would say we are pr- um, probably. Uh, yeah, at least I would say ninety percent U.S. Um, I will look at our um, analytics and tell you in a moment. Yeah, we're, we're probably ninety percent U.S. Which is interesting because we are the, one of the few apps that supports, at our level, um, that supports uh, multi-currency. And yet probably the country in the world that needs multi-currency the least is <laughs> the US because you don't even acknowledge that other countries exist. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's um, that's interesting. But banking is going to be the same here because the banking aggregators that work best for the US don't work best for Europe. So do we then, there are competitors, you have multiple banking aggregators in there, but then, you know, do you charge someone on which aggregator they choose or do you just charge everyone based on they could use all the aggregators or, yeah, it's just, it's all good fun, isn't it?
0: It is. Well, this gives us, you know, a riveting conversation for at least the next five seconds. Um, (laughs) At at least, yes, at least. But you know what, Scotty, since we had a little bit of technical difficulties and I have to bail out a little bit, we might have to to be merciful towards today's listener and and give them a few minutes short of their normal allotment of suffering. Not because you need to do some work, do you, John? Uh, Unfortunately, yes, that is the case yeah you know, somebody has to put red diesel in the tank there we are. someone has to go to
1: well john if people want to uh, link you up with um, all the knowledge you're ever going
0: to need about the laws around uk red diesel um where should they do that well you should find me on the place where all meaningful conversation on all topics takes place and that of course is uh, Mastodon you know where you can find me as jembe dj embe like the west african drum jembe at Mastodon.social or you can find me as john fox on threads and scotty if people want to you know solve all your problems of aggregation how and where might they make their their knowledge known to you
1: again john i am on Mastodon, where i am scotty at developer.social and i do look at it occasionally and i do answer when you do so there we are well well john that's a mercifully short episode for somebody today uh because i had total incompetence
0: issues with my recorder um there we are but uh or well, to if, uh, say christmas came early for you mr listener or madam listener or, or whatever whatever
1: type of listener you choose to identify as uh now? Well, okay. angry now <laughs> angry listener, yes. how do you identify angry fucking angry but okay and with that very pleasant note <laughs> of my best <sighs> support voice uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will say thank you for listening and until next time
0: you take care